Welcome to the Dirty Devotional Podcast, where we try to make sense of the dirty and the divine in our messy world. My name is Zach, and I'm an ex-pastor, a struggling addict, and I deal with major anxiety and depression. Yet I deeply believe in God's presence in my life and in your life as well. I hope today's conversation inspires your thoughts, challenges your beliefs, and helps you feel seen, known, and loved by a real God. Thanks for joining. What's up? What's up, my dirty fam? Hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Zach, you're so excited um, to be able to hang out with you and bring another dirty devotional to your speakers, wherever it may be. If you're in your car this morning, in your kitchen, um, listen, listen on your phone, headphones. During, I don't care where you're doing it. I'm just, I'm grateful for you. I love you. I hope you're having a good week. I hope that um, you're living blessed. Hope you're too blessed to stress. Um, and if you are stressed, I pray that blessing just comes your way. Uh, but y'all, today we are going to continue our conversation in 1 Samuel, specifically 1 Samuel chapter 14. And I'm excited about today because if you've been listening, a few episodes ago I was talking about my trip to Israel and um, some of the cool things I learned. And so today you're going to get a combo attack, bam, bam, uh, from 1 Samuel chapter 14. And I'm going to share with you something I learned while I'm in Israel that's going to go beautifully with this. And so uh, last during our last devotional, we talked about Jonathan and him um, having this perhaps kind of faith, and he's going to attack these enemies of Isra- the Israelites, the, uh, the Philistines. And he basically goes in and gets after it. Things kind of work in his favor, and he ends up causing like a ruckus amongst this Philistine camp. It's dark. They don't know where the enemy is. They just know people are dying. And so chaos is happening. And the king saw uh, Jonathan's dad is is seeing this chaos happen, and they are just like you know they're kind of at war, and so they're like strategizing, and all of a sudden like all hell breaks loose in the enemy camp, and Saul is watching this. They recognize that uh, Jonathan and his armor bearer are gone, and Saul says this. I'm going to read this to you. Um, Saul, First uh, Samuel chapter 14, verse 18. It says, Saul said to Ahijah, bring the ark of God, uh, which is where the presence of God uh, resided. Um, while Saul was talking to the priest, the turmoil in the Philistine camp increased more and more. So Saul said to the priest, withdraw your hand. So I got stuck on this, this phrase, withdraw your hand, because I didn't know what the frick it meant. Withdraw your hand from what? What what does that mean? I don't I don't know. Like, are you telling the priest to chop his hand off? Um, but basically, what would happen is this priest would literally have his hands up in the air, and he would be in continuous prayer, asking God for favor, asking God for direction, asking God for discernment, so that they could win this war. Um, and literally, the priest would sit there uh, for hours and hours at a time with his hands up in the air. And so, what's happening here is Saul sees what's happening on on with the the Philistines this, this turmoil. And he, he looks at the priest and says, hey, it's time to stop praying. Now, if you, if you clicked on this episode because of the title of it, you may be like, oh my gosh, this blasphemous little jerk is uh, telling me to not pray. Listen, that's not what I'm saying. Um, that's not what I'm saying. But in this situation, I believe that what Saul did was correct. And there are some commentaries that say otherwise, and I think they're being little spiritual jerks, honestly. Uh, but let me explain why. When I was in Israel... Um, I was uh, on the the basically the steps leading up into the, uh, the into Jerusalem, and you could look out and you could see these mountains. All right, 
And our guide was talking to us about the verse where Jesus is standing on these steps with the disciples. And he says, uh, you probably have heard it before. You've seen it printed on t-shirts. Uh, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there and it'll be so. Nothing will be impossible for you. And when I first heard this verse, I was uh, about 17 years old. And let me tell you, I was praying just literally that that mountains would move. I'll close my eyes and say, God, move that mountain, open up. And guess what? The mountain never moved. If you are someone who prayed for a mountain to move and it moved, I would love for you to, to reach out to me because I want to interview you because your faith is obviously way greater than mine um, and I'm jealous of it. But I used to think that, but then I'm in Israel and this guy is telling me that Herod, the king at the time, uh, when Jesus was alive, wanted to build his castle on the highest mountain. Um, he wanted to be, he basically viewed himself as a God, and so he wanted to overlook the city of Jerusalem. And so what what they did is Herod had an army literally come in and move this mountain to make, move one mountain to another to make this mountain the biggest it could possibly be so that he could build his fortress on it so he could overlook the city. And so when Jesus is telling this to the disciples, what, what he's not saying is, hey, you just should sit back and pray and believe um, that, you know what, it's all going to work out, that mountains are going to move and they're going to move. What Jesus is saying to the disciples is, hey, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, um, then you can pick up a shovel and you can move mountains. If you really get after it, you can do it. And I believe a lot of us, we really miss out on that part because we are lethargic and we are lazy and we sit on our spiritual butts and we pray all these things for all these people thinking we are doing something when the reality is, is God has sent you to be the solution for it. And so many times we ask God to provide things that we're not willing to fight for. And so we have to be willing to fight for these things. And I remember being in Israel and hearing this and it really left its mark on me. Because I thought to myself, how many times have I idly prayed for God to bless me when I haven't been willing to go through the burden to receive the blessing? Um, because if you don't know, every good thing comes with a fight. And maybe today that's you. Maybe you've been praying for something and you're like, you know what? God has an answer. God has an answer. And there are some things where prayer will only work. The Bible says that in the New Testament. Some, that, the, is, sometimes prayer is the only way. But a lot of times it's not the case. A lot of times we use prayer and God as an excuse to stop doing our, so that we don't have to do our part. And I love that Saul here says, hey, tells the priest, withdraw your hands, stop praying, it's time for us to act. And today I want to challenge you, how do you need to act? What is the thing you need to do that is going to work in conjunction with God to receive the prayer that you've been praying? If you don't know this, it's important to know that God is not this like genie in a lamp. Y'all, I love Aladdin, and I wish God was the genie, but he's not. Um, he desires a relationship, which means he desires to work with us in our prayers. And so when we say, God, I want to do this, I want you to think about it as a marriage of sitting down and saying, hey, we are, we, I want to achieve this. Let's work together in achieving it. God, you have your supernatural. Um, you have your presence that you're bringing to the table. God, I don't have a lot, but I'm going to do what I can. And you work together to make these miracles happen. You see this time and time again in Jesus' life. When miracles happen, usually there was some type, the guy had to show up. They had to go fill the basins of water for water to be turned to wine. Um, it, they, he told the guy to go wash his face. He, it wasn't just like, very rarely was it ever just someone sitting around doing nothing. They, they acted in some way. 
And I want to challenge you today that maybe your prayer list is long and that's beautiful, but maybe you need to get off your butt and you need to start doing something. Maybe you need to provide help. Maybe you will need to figure out how you can work in conjunction with God to be able to see something beautiful happen. So I want to tell you today, stop praying, withdraw your hand, and go after it. Go after it. There is a fight that's worth fighting and God wants to fight it with you. Let me pray for you, God. Thank you for today. Thank you for every person listening to this. Um, Lord, I, Lord, in my own life, Lord, it's e- prayer is easy. It's easy to talk to you, God. I thank you for it. Um, Lord, it's a lot harder to actually be persistent in fighting for those prayers. So I pray that you give me the steps I need to take. I pray for our listeners that you give them the steps they need to take, Lord, so that we can be active in our faith, not passive. Lord, help us take those steps so that we can experience the best you have for us. Lord, we love you, and we thank, all, thank you for all these things. Amen. Hey, thanks so much for joining me on today's devotional. If you want to get more connected, then be sure to follow me on Instagram at Z underscore chill. That's at Z underscore C-H-I-L. Or you can connect with myself and other listeners through our private Facebook group. You can find this by searching Dirty Devotional Podcast, Dirty Family. Lastly, if you enjoy the podcast, please take time to rate it on iTunes or Spotify. This helps us reach more people and lets us know that my content is making a difference in your life. Most importantly... I hope today you felt seen, known, and loved by a real God. Be blessed.